0: Hey, welcome back Hockey Moms to another episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. We've got the uh, usual suspects with us tonight. We've got uh, Rob Peters. What's up, Robbie?
1: Tell us how we doing tonight.
0: And we got Derek What's up, What's up, here, too. What's boys? How we doing, buddy? We've got Mark Morley. He's coming. Um, he's going to join us soon. The doctor. Uh, he got, the doctor got stuck in traffic. Uh, we got special guest tonight, Joe Wald, um, starting goalie for the Boston College Eagles. Currently he's up in Toronto at the Pro Development Camp. What's going on, Joe? Uh, Not too much, just hanging out in Toronto for now. You've been up there for what now, Uh, what have you guys done, Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Saturday, I think we're we're heading out of here. Oh, nice. Okay, so are you finally scrimmaging yet or just still drills and boring mundane shit? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, we yeah uh, we've been doing that all week. So I think tomorrow actually we're we're gonna get into some scrimmages. So we'll play a little bit of hockey and instead of the the summer skill stuff.
0: Yeah, that kind of gets boring, huh?
2: Yeah, just want to play some hockey. It's tough in the summer. Like everyone just wants to get back to the season. In the season, you're just thinking about how much of a grind it is, and and when you'll get some time off, so it's kind of funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you're the uh, you're the third St. Louis boy we've had on here. We had Brady Tkachuk and Clayton Keller. Oh, did, really? you play with, uh, did you play with
2: Brady in that area? Yeah. yeah doing, uh, I don't know, they're putting something in the food or something. There's been a ton of guys from St. Louis, uh, past couple of years. It's been pretty special to, to have all those guys come out of St. Louis. But uh to answer your question, yeah, I uh I played with Brady for a few years. So he's a year younger. I'm a ninety eight, he's a ninety nine. Um, so it was actually when he was playing up a year, is when I would play with him. So at one okay. point we had I think at one point we had Clayton Keller, Logan Brown, Trent Frederick, Luke Martin, oh, Brady Kachuk, like all those guys on the same team. It was ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I I can't even like
0: just like figure out I, a couple of we were talking earlier before you got on, just what a hotbed yeah. out there. Whatever, you know, who was it? Kachuk and who else coaches out there?
2: Uh, young Jeff boys. Brown, Jeff uh, McKinnis, uh, yeah, James, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a ton of guys. Who are uh, those guys, yeah. It's, uh...
0: I mean, those guys are, you know, whatever they're doing out there, they need to. Uh, the USA Hockey needs to grab them or uh, a pro team or something
2: because yeah. they're fucking... yeah, seriously. <laughs> you got Al McKinnis and Keith Chuck and Jeff Brown, like two Hall of Fame and, and one other pretty good NHL player teaching the kids, like. Uh, I mean, I think, I think that automatically, like some kids are going to, you know, develop some stuff like, uh, Logan and, and Clayton and those guys,
3: Joe, Derek, he too. Do you have like family background, uh, in hockey that, you know, kind of like the Kachuk family or are you <laughs> want to give us a little background on the family line or what?
2: Yeah. So, uh, actually I'm the first person in like my entire family, uh, cousins, uncles, anything to to ever play hockey. So it's. It's kind of funny. There's no uh, no bloodline like the Kachuks or the Browns or some other guys out of St. Louis. Um, my dad, my dad actually played baseball, and my mom swam. So I am both kind of athletic parents. Um, but no, no one, uh, no even no one even knows how to skate. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What, what was getting,
1: what is what is getting started in the hockey for you? How, how do you you know how did you know you were going to be a goaltender?
2: uh it's kind of yeah it's kind of so when I was growing up uh like obviously I was was playing forward like I feel like every kid obviously starts out playing forward I think that's good for kind of you know developing skating and a little bit of hockey sense but um every time it seemed like I got a chance to to play goalie um I always wanted to sub in or volunteer for for the like the mini might team and, and things like that and then Actually, so there's a team STL Elite, and it's a a summer team in St. Louis, and it just had started that year. I think I was like seven or eight years old, and it was so it was Jeff Brown coaching it, and obviously Logan Brown and Clayton Keller and those guys were on the team, and I got an invitation to try out in the mail, um, and my mom walked in into the kitchen or whatever and said, "So what? Uh, what position should I mark you down as, forward or defenseman?" I said goalie. <laughs> ended up trying out as a goalie. Never had played goalie really, except for a couple games, and somehow made it as an alternate. Um, so I ended up. One of the kids is actually it was a funny story too. Uh, Trent Frederick, so he, the first round pick of the Bruins was a goalie yeah. back then. Um, oh, really? when we were younger. Yeah, and he uh, he ended up having his first communion um, that week, and we went to Toronto. So I went to the tournament as the alternate. Played played well, I guess, and and from there on kind of stuck with goalie and here i am today
1: looking back
2: wow there you go that's crazy
1: (laughs) talented so you're you're what a six six four tall tall goaltender what's your style you a stand-up butterfly what do you prefer both
2: uh i think so i think uh goaltending now is kind of focused towards butterfly i think after tim thomas kind of left you you kind of lost all uh like hybrid and maybe even stand up goalie. So now everyone is pretty much butterfly, I would think. I would say it's more like, are you athletic or, or like a positional goaltender? So more like Marc-Andre Fleury or someone like Hallebuck that just kind of moves and plays angles. So I think, uh, a like good way to describe it is like I try to be a good mixture of both, you know, use athleticism. When I need to, but also play well positionally. So some of like the guys I look up to are Carry Price and, and Braden Holtby. I think they're, they're pretty good at mixing the two.
3: Were your were your parents pretty pumped when you decided to be a goalie? So they could spend you know just massive amounts of money on on equipment? Or
2: yeah, no, they they must have been pretty pissed. So thanks uh, thanks to them for sticking through. Um, but it was yeah. funny. My little brother started playing, and obviously he wanted to be a goalie, and no no chance. They wouldn't let him. They <laughs> would spend the money. Like didn't want the poor kid having to go through all this stuff. So yeah, he's uh, he stuck it forward, but he's a pretty good player. So, I Joe, mean, you Joe th- go ahead, That I was just going to
0: say you had uh, a pretty, uh, actually, an uh, unbelievable first year at BC, the save-wise, save percentage, everything you did, and then even taking over uh, for Thatcher Demko, which, you know, he mm-hmm. broke a lot of records there. And those are pretty, yeah. pretty big skates to fill. So just t- talk to us a little bit about your first year at BC and uh, um, just the atmosphere
2: and everything about it. Yeah, no, I was definitely uh pretty nervous going into into the season just because they had come off of probably one of their best seasons and in the past few years they made it to the final four, lost uh lost to Quinnipiac, but you know, a game that they should have they should have won. And obviously, you know, Demko had an unbelievable season, won the Richter, potentially could have won the Hobie. So it was yeah. two big shoes to fill and then actually after that year, uh there were thirteen guys that signed and left. So it was basically a complete flip of the team like we brought in 13 new freshmen so it's pretty nerve wracking like mm-hmm. we didn't uh we didn't have a team that a lot of people thought would would succeed and you know there's big shoes to fill with the goalie and you know the hype around bc hockey is it's pretty nerve wracking but you know when you have people like Jerry York um you know the most winningest coach in in college hockey history and then you know just all the all the staff and just all the boys on the team are really great guys so they made the transition pretty easy and kind of took some of the nerves off. So it, it wasn't too bad. It was, it was nice. And, you know, obviously I love it there.
0: Yeah. It's it's a great place playing there. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Did you
2: play with Jake Dottinger at all? It's kind
0: of, you know, him down at BU and you up at BC.
2: Yeah. So I played uh, at the national program, which is where I played with uh, JD Greenway. Um, yeah. so I played with him and met all those guys at the national program. Uh, and then, he went on to play at BU, and I'm at BC, so it's kind of fun. Like, we get to still be around each other and, and hang out and go out or do things around Boston, but it's kind of fun to be able to play against him now and kind of see the flip side of, of working with him and then now playing against him. Yeah. And is
0: that just like, uh, you know, a lot of you boys from Missouri, just a, a lot of top-notch, elite-level talent seems to uh, – Migrate towards hockey east. What was the reason why you went that way? You probably could have went anywhere. Um, obviously, you could have went anywhere. Um, how did you end up at DC?
2: Yeah, um, I think for me, it was it was less about kind of choosing the league. It was it was more just finding the school that uh, kind of best fit everything I was looking for. And I think first and foremost, I was looking for a spot that you know I'd have an opportunity to play. I think that's the most important thing. Is you don't want to go somewhere where you know you have no chance to play. Um, with yeah. Co leaving, it was it was kind of a perfect situation to walk into. But you know, I think it it had everything I, I was looking for. It had you know a great coaching staff, you know a, a pretty historical program, uh, and you know on the flip side too, BC's a pretty good school, and it was good uh, to be able to do that for my education. So it was just kind of uh, every aspect of it kind of fit perfectly in what I wanted.
3: So, Joe. Hey, talk about your experience out in Toronto right now. Who who are you competing with? How's that going? How's uh, how's the competition out there?
2: Oh it's good. It's uh, it's nice uh, to come in the summer and just kind of get to know, you know, all the guys that you know, hopefully you'll be playing with down the road. And it's it's huge for developing some good relationships with the the coaching staff and things like that. So they uh, they just drafted uh, goalie, I believe, and then the past year they drafted um a different one so uh, i guess competition wise it's you know just making sure i show them you know everything i learned throughout the year and making sure i'm battling obviously it's not too uh uptight since it's the middle of the summer but it's kind of good for just building relationships yeah for sure is
0: any of the ahl guys up there are they still partying with the trophy
2: <laughs> no they're, they're probably still out uh partying. i think coaches and staff kind of gave them you know a buy through this which is which is kind of nice and they put in a lot of hard work and they're definitely enjoying it now.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's pretty cool. Is so Anderson or any of the big boys up there? Or no, just kind of.
2: No, no, not even. Uh, some of the kids that that just were with the team and didn't really even play aren't aren't here even because they, you know, they just stopped playing a couple of weeks ago and stopped practicing. So it's kind of it's pretty important for them to get some time off and some much needed rest.
0: Perfect. Too. Hey, we got Mark Morley on the scene. What's up, Mark?
4: Hey guys,
2: doctor. Yeah, I broke get a few stuck in, in my office here, so I had to rush hour times. So
4: yeah.
0: technical difficulties. How's
2: it going, yeah, Joe? Oh, not too bad. How are you? Not too bad. Welcome to Blue Line Hockey Club, man. Good to have you on. Oh yeah, no, it's great. Uh, great to be on talking
0: to you guys. So, Joe, what, like besides hockey, let's we'll let you go here in a little bit. But besides hockey, uh, what do you like to do? Do you golf or no?
2: Yeah, uh, more so in the summer. It's it's tough to get out on the course in, in Boston. There's not not too many, and it's tough to get kind of get my clubs up there uh, during the season. But in the summer, uh, yeah, big golfer. Um, honestly, just anything really outside. Like it, it's tough being in St. Louis. You're not really around the ocean or anything. You're pretty landlocked. But uh, some of my buddies have some lake houses, and, and just being outside. Uh, not when it's too hot. Missouri gets pretty hot. Not gonna lie in the summer, but be outside and spend some time with my family and friends that i don't really get to see uh during the year um up in boston big uh big fisher like to go out one of my buddies has a boat and we go up to his house and then fish a little bit in the summer so it's nice
0: no oh, it is nice what kind of fish
2: like tunas and stuff like that uh or just like small i don't stuff? really yeah probably probably smaller stuff we're we don't go out too deep. I I've only been out a couple times this summer, so it was pretty early. So I, I honestly, I'm not a I'm not a great fisher. I just kind of <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of do what I can and and try my best to catch something. Uh, something the other got guys.
0: Mark's got yeah. his mind on tuna. Yeah. Are you are you a masturbator? <laughs> no. no <I'm> not. <laughs> <laughs> You're either a good fisher or a good masturbator, so yeah bait
2: to line. yeah i'm not, I'm not a great fisher, so
0: so <laughs> what, what do you got playing tomorrow, you got uh scrimmage
2: tomorrow or something you got get up early. yeah yes, yeah. yeah, scrimmage tomorrow we actually we have a pre game skate for our scrimmage and and I don't really know how I feel about that in the middle of the summer pre game skating, so I guess it's a pretty pretty intense scrimmage we got going tomorrow,
0: yeah, they divide you up. But
1: Any idea what the (laughs) pregame skate is going to entail? I mean, just can you give, uh, you know, the listeners, what does that sound like? You know, it sounds like you're going to get a a pretty hard skate in and then scrimmage or, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that or no?
2: Shani? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so typically, typically we'll do a pregame skate like during the season before, you know, like a big game or something just to kind of get the guys into it and like during the season it's fine because you want to make sure you're you're staying on the ice and, and getting all that in but a little bit different in the summer when you're not really playing too much hockey and you're trying not to be on the ice too much so you can kind of rest your body but I guess tomorrow we've uh we've got a pregame skate scheduled and it's like three hours before the scrimmage and usually in the season you'll do pregame skate at like 10 o'clock and play at seven but this one's at like 11 and we scrimmage at like two o'clock so
0: it's interesting it's
2: Pretty uh, back-to-back skates, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how, uh, how all the boys feel after that. Joe, who's running these practices? Uh, it's kind of a mix between the development staff uh, and, like, the Marlies and some of the assistant Leafs coaches. Um, so it's kind of a – like, there's a ton of guys out there. For, for my skate specifically, I'm just on with the goalie coaches. Yep. Um, so that's, that's who I work with. But for the other guys, like there's, there's a lot of people. There's guys out there videoing. Um, there's different, different coaches on specific things. And then there's some of the development guys. Perfect.
0: You guys get to go out at all or have a couple
2: cold ones or no? I mean, this this weekend would have been perfect actually. So <laughs> we, uh, we get done Saturday and some of the guys fly out Sunday. So on, obviously Saturday night would have been perfect. Um, but I'm actually going from right from our last scrimmage on, on Saturday morning. And I'm going to Montreal to see one of my buddies. Uh so probably go out there. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Escalated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank Catherine Street. Well, Congrats. thanks, Joel, for coming on, man. Thanks for talking with us. And uh we'll get you on uh, eventually down the road when you're playing for Toronto.
2: And good luck this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks good for talk. coming thanks, on, Joe. Though. Our pleasure. Yeah, of course. All right, take it easy. Right. Perfect. See you guys.
0: Oh right. Joe Wall on there, the Boston College starting netminder who was in Toronto. Mark, you were just in Toronto. You're coming back from Toronto? You were up How's there doing uh the
1: traffic in Toronto right now.
0: Yeah.
4: Jesus. I uh, had some uh, had some issues this this evening, so thanks for taking care of uh hosting for me. I do go? well.
0: Good, I we knew me? you were up in Toronto scouting new um New interviews, so we appreciate that. Um, the border getting back in the United States can
4: yeah. So I was up at the uh, the Hall of Fame gala, so that was pretty good. So just just getting back. Sorry about the delay. Speaking of that, fellas, we it's had uh, we had four people inducted to the Hall of Fame or going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Did we get into that yet?
0: No, that's pretty good. Uh, I think Batman, they're all Maurice yeah. Batman
4: Broder. And who's the last guy? Bettman or Oris, the first black.
0: They had a girl uh, in there, right? Player. I don't
4: know. I think I know Marty Border,
0: Yeah.
4: And uh, the commissioner.
0: Yeah. I mean, they had. I believe they had a girl who did she play on like four Olympic teams or something like that. But um, besides that, yeah, all the guys that got inducted were top notch. I mean, Gary Bettman has to be in there and what he's done for the sport of hockey. So, um. Yeah, I'd- I guess
4: he was pretty surprised. Yeah, I know. But he has done a lot, you know. Just look at the Vegas team and, you know, Seattle coming in and doing good things for the league for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how someone can actually, you know, tell me something negative or bad about Bettman. I mean, my perspective is that he's done everything correct and he's grown the sport. Since I was like kid.
3: Got a kid, some, com- some of the complaints, or what, that he's not tough enough on the concussion issue, or something like that—that's some, some of the stuff he was getting knocked on. But I mean, it's kind of kind of stupid. Like when I was watching, obviously, I haven't I haven't paid a lot of attention to like the NHL draft before, because it's, it hasn't been hyped up. I guess kind of like it was this year, maybe. But you kind of watched it, and it was it's kind of kind of corny almost because they're just booing the hell out of them. And it was almost like, is this just because they watch the NFL draft and they think it's cool to boo the commissioner or something like that? It oh, you know drives I mean? me not. It didn't even make sense. It honestly didn't even make sense to me because it was like, what, what do we boo Like for good reason, people are booing the commissioner of the NFL because he's an idiot, but he's the, you know, Gary Bettman is, I don't, I guess I don't understand that. I just don't, I don't, I can't wrap my mind around why he's getting booed. I think it's just kind of like a, it's like a fad, you know. So we're gonna boo yeah, the NFL commissioner. Yeah, they, everyone gets NBA commissioner gets booed.
0: Like yeah. it's a fad. You're right, it's a fad, yeah. and it's it drives me crazy
3: because I get so upset because I can hear what he's saying, and it's just like, well, like he just <laughs> he started talking about he started like talking about the Humboldt you know, humble Paco team. You know what I mean? And they're like booing him while he's starting to talk about that. It was like, do you guys have any like? I mean, is there any class yeah. in this room or like just shut up? But
4: yeah. anyway. Speaking of the draft, one of the things that, uh, you know, that I noticed and people were bringing up was the defensemen that were drafted that are under six foot, um, 5'10", 5'11", you know, Quinn Hughes, um, you know, who else went in the top? Uh, shit, can't think of it right now. Help me out here, Peters. You got the but, list any-
0: up the- put- but anyways, what, just young guy, just short guys now coming into the...
4: Well, yeah, just in general. I mean, usually, you know, defensemen, they want to see six foot plus, you know, bigger stature. That's always been that way in the NHL. And, you know, things are changing with the faster players and the smaller guys. But, you know, you look at, like, Jordan Greenway coming into the league, you know, 6'5, 230, 240. I mean, he was getting banged around out there. You know what I mean? And he's a, he's a, a big beast.
1: Yeah, but so, he's and you know, skinny. Yeah, so. but I
4: mean, if if you're 5'10", 175 pounds like Quinn Hughes, I mean, how are these guys going to go in their corners with people that are 6'3", 6'4", you know, man-childs?
0: That Ross Dallin who, you know, from Sweden that went to the Sabers, number one pick, he's 6'3", 181 pounds. I mean, that's not that. Weight-wise, Jesus Christ, I'm pushing – I weigh more than him at 5'10", but – um, Twinkies, but I mean, you look at um, the little short defenseman for Boston with the Tory Tory Krug. I mean, he's 5'11", 180 pounds, and he's. It's kind of yeah, you're right, Mark. It's kind of a little unbelievable that these smaller, fast, and that's the way the NHL is going. These small,
3: yeah, fast. It's, it's becoming more of a finesse league, more speed. You know to make it in the NHL. Now you gotta be able to skate, you know, so it's,
4: uh, and these guys I'm are just, going top 10, top 15 in the draft though. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, they went 30, 40 in the draft. I mean, they're prospects. So it just shows how things have changed. Is just becoming a different league. And the, there was a uh, the kid that's going to Wisconsin. So what's his last name? Miller. Mm-hmm. He, he went to, uh, He's a defenseman. He's a big guy from the National Development Program. I think he was six three, six four. Went to the Rangers. Yeah, he went went to the Rangers. So, I mean there was a couple guys that had some size, but um, that was odd to me this to see the size changes. So and how about, you know, Quinn Hughes family? with his brother projected number one USA prospect next year in the, in the draft. And then he's got a 13-year-old brother that's one of the top prospects for his age group. I mean, that's pretty uh,
0: stellar genes right where, there. Where
1: yeah.
0: are they from, St. Louis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be surprised. it had to be from St. Louis. Before you came on, Mark, we were saying uh, our third um, St. Louis player to come onto the podcast.
4: That's unbelievable. So we'll have to get uh, Walt on, talk about all these young prospects. Walt Kachuk. I you know.
1: I'm, I'm definitely curious to know what, what it – I mean, because there's clearly a, a good model there. I definitely would like to know what are some of the things they did because that could be shared. I mean, clearly that model could be shared around the rest
0: of the, the country, I think. Is that – should be like a storyline before – an NHL hockey game or the NHL Stanley cup, like they've produced six to seven NHL players. Like that's unheard of in the same organization. So it is, it's crazy.
4: Yeah. I talked to, or I listened to uh, Walt's interview. You know, he talked about some of the guys that he played with that are given back to the St. Louis area now. And, you know, it wasn't just him. I mean, he had four or five other NHLers developing these guys. So, I think it was about three different age groups that went up through together. You know, he had Brady, he had, had his brother Matt, Clayton Keller, was it 97, 98, maybe 99, I think were the years that that really have been producing from St. Louis.
1: Well, that would be yeah, had, uh, Joe Wall is the 99, right? Yeah,
4: Logan Brown, Brown, his
1: family?
4: family. They all came up through. Yeah, Came up through. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty where's stuff. uh
0: Where's Tavares going? Anyone?
4: Well, I looked at it a little bit. JT, he's done taking meetings. So on Monday he went to uh, Boston. Well, it was out in LA. They had all the meetings. He's right. in Los, Los Angeles. But Boston, the Leafs, and the Sharks met with him on Monday, and then uh, Tampa and Dallas met with him today. And they say that's it. So he's not going to meet with anybody else. And uh, the Islanders obviously obviously can offer him an eight-year deal at any time, but uh, the rest of the teams can offer a seven-year deal. And, uh, you know, he's been pretty stellar. Been in the league since 2009, first round draft pick. Seven out of the nine seasons he's been in the league, he's uh, been the top scorer on his team points-wise. And the other two years, he was second on the team. Uh, This year, he was second to Brazil. The uh, Calder Rookie of the Year winner, he had eighty five points. But uh,
1: when you come up for uh, your contract, can you look? I mean, is it up to you to look at you know the other twenty nine teams, or is there a number, a certain number you can look at?
4: Well, I don't know if there's a certain number, but he's a free agent, so basically well, well. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: he's it 14, may depend 14. on you know whether there's a clause in the contract that says you can look inside the league or not, or, or the division, right?
3: Yeah, for I mean, free, if, if he's an unrestricted free agent, I mean, he can go wherever the hell he wants. He can do whatever I mean, he wants, right? Okay. He, yeah. can go, he can go to the KHL if he oh, wants. Well,
1: then that's probably the difference between unrestricted and restricted, right?
0: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, unrestricted, that. it's it's whatever. But in, yeah. my, in my view, if the Islanders don't open up their wallet, they're losing a pretty talented guy and someone that they could. He is a franchise player. Um, well,
1: I mean, they, for him- they can. For
0: him, they can give
1: him $33 Go ahead. Go ahead. Man.
0: What's that? Well, I, so I was just saying. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Wait. No, go ahead. It just, it go ahead, Rob. I need it, to get another beer.
1: It seems, you know, for, for him to only look at four or five places and to stop, he already knows what he's doing. We don't we don't know what that is but it seems like he already has his mind made up right
3: he knows he knows where there's where the money's gonna be and he knows where it's the best opportunity to win basically that's I mean yeah. once once you've been in the league for a while you know what I mean it, it stops being about you know I'm just gonna play the whole field you know when you get to this point in your career you're like where can I make the most money right like, where do I have the best right
1: Pat and I were talking about that before we got started and it's you know, what, what do you think, if you're, if you're John Tavares, what are you, what are you saying right now? I, I thought that, you know. Show me, at, me the money. At the end of the season, yeah. he's thinking, you know, I'm out of here. You know, someone's going to to pay or somebody else will. So I think that.
0: Well, there wasn't Trent much was thinking, difference, they said. They
1: didn't give him a contract. He didn't see an offer. You know, that offer should have been there. It should have been
4: strong if they it, were. It still might be. Um, trots and and Lou Lamarrell. How the hell in the hell would you say that? They went out and met with him, and yeah, they went out and met with them in Los Angeles too today. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised.
3: So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the owls retain him with the coaching change and the GM change and all that. You know, I mean that they <laughs> they all of a sudden became really legit when they hired trots and and they have uh, Lou Lamarrell. So I mean, it's just. uh
1: well, I know, I but be my, a little bit. my yeah. thought was that he, he had already planned on leaving, and it's like, yeah, you brought Trotz in. Trotz, that, that means they're in a rebuilding season. To me, that's a rebuilding season. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of think he might be out the door.
4: Yeah, he probably wants to win a cup, man. I don't see Go the Islanders so there. They missed the, yeah. I mean, they missed the playoffs yeah. the last couple of years. They really haven't been there as a contender. You know, the Boston's been there. The Leafs are they're an up-and-coming team obviously the Sharks and Tampa Bay. And I don't know about why he's looking at Dallas, but you know, when you look at it, he has to look at what teams have cap, you know, can get them a big contracts and who has salary cap free. And, uh, you know, you see with the, with the pens today, um, pushing off a couple of guys to the, to the Sabres to free up cap Connor Sherry and Matt Henwick and, uh, Connor Sherry was making 3 million and Henwick was making point to five million. So they just freed up, you know, five and a quarter million on, on their salary cap. They didn't get that much for them. So, you know, basically that was them strategically pushing them off to the uh, savers to, to free up some space in their salary cap. And uh, like Henrik's 33 and Sherry's 26, you know, both pretty good players. Sherry had 30 points, 18 goals, 12 assists a season. And uh, Henrik's the defenseman, he, he had, 10 points or something like that. But he's kind of been a suitcase, you know. He's been with the Bruins, the Avs, the Rangers, the Leafs, the Penguins, and now he's with the Sabres. So he's going to a six team. He's just one of those guys who grinds and, you know, gets it done, but he's not going to be a franchise guy. So, you know, they're probably looking at who they can bring in, free agent time. Tavares' agent, I'm sure, is pushing them to those five teams, knowing that, that there's somewhere in there going to be eight nine ten million a year for him so
0: yeah i think connor sherry's uh a Minuteman man isn't he martin is he i didn't even see that i think he might be from umass but anyways back to the last topic of about tavares the uh, islanders can wrap him up for eight years something like know, 33 or 43 million dollars or something not too far off of what Florida and Dallas can wrap them up for what was the difference Pete like four four million or something like that you
1: said it was over the
0: course million, yeah over the course of seven years because they have that the tax roll advantage you know income tax in Florida and Dallas that's why that's why Dallas is on the plate because Dallas has that income tax too you know that, that little extra helps you push um higher than what the Islanders can offer him but to me what comes down to where this eight, nine years or seven, eight years or wherever he's going to be, pretty much his career in the NHL, right? What do you, you retire at 37 from the NHL. So where do you want to be, John, when for the next seven, eight years? Where do you see yourself? And it does come down to winning a cup, and the best place for that is Tampa. So like
1: you're planning your death. He's in the fucking NHL. He's trying to plan a a Stanley Cup championship. <laughs> <laughs> Not his fucking where you're going to bury me.
0: Do you plan I, for the future, you fuck? Wait, no, I mean, these guys yeah, plan for the future. Story, you're,
1: you're making completely different calculations that I, I don't think exists.
0: Oh, now we're calculating. Well, I, th- that well, was my perspective. Well, okay. Well, all right. Okay, so that, that's what I would be thinking.
4: You think but he's got to get seven mil plus, don't you think? A year? A year? I mean. Mm,
0: no, I don't think so. I don't
4: know i think so man i, think I know like uh, he, he, jimmy yeah. howard he signed a five or six year deal he makes uh six million a year i mean he's he's a franchise guy man they, um who just signed uh what's his name from uh capitals just signed eight million a year carlson. defenseman carlson. carlson yeah carlson just signed eight million a year he's a defenseman i mean Defense that's man? another that's another thing that we need to talk about a little bit you know, it's defensemen signing huge contracts. You know, like eight million a year. I mean, I, I don't see how you can give him eight million, and you don't give a guy like John Tavares, who's been the leading scorer on his team, you know, seven out of nine seasons, and second the other two seasons. I mean, he's he's a producer, man.
3: I think the what? Islanders the the Islanders offered him eight. I think eight years, eighty-eight million. I think it's something like. I think it's so. It's like a twelve million a year range for Tavares. I think was what. Yeah,
4: yeah. I'm gonna stay. It's got to yeah. be.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Guess, so I guess I was going on the best going league. projections. Yeah, no, I think I think it's like a 12 million a year range and I think uh I don't know. I think I think it's uh I, from what I read last, I think the Islanders put out like an 8 year 88 million dollar contract oh, so Oh, they
1: put out money then. So, yeah, 12 year They'll uh, stay. 12 million. He's in 8 years, right? That's the 88
4: so the other thing is, they pay, you pay him $12 million a year, your cap's getting fucked, right? So how many other guys can they bring in to rebuild exactly. that? You know, so and yeah, yeah, and
3: like with the Lightning, Pat, I know you were saying that that might be the place to go to win a cup or whatever, or whoever's saying it, Robert, Pat, one of you idiots. But the, the <laughs> Lightning, the Lightning, I think they what they do, they just signed uh, JT Miller to a five-year $26.25 million deal, and then they're saying they want to try to extend Ryan McDonough so it might not be a lot of, I think they only have like 5 million left in the salary cap in Tampa. So it's, I don't think that that might not be realistic. I don't know. So, um, yeah. Unless we they'd deal to make some move. you know, they'd have to make some moves or something like that, you know, release some guys or something like that to make room for him. But he might, he might end up sticking right with, you know, the the Islanders hard to say. I mean, that's a big offer. for eight years, 88 million. I mean, I don't know where the hell you're going to find that kind of money anywhere else. So yeah, yeah he might as well die
4: right there. I don't, well. I don't see Boston having the cap space either. You know what I mean? They got a lot
0: of. I heard Nash guys. is going back to the Rangers.
4: <laughs> Who? You guys hear that?
0: Nash? Who's that? Nash? Nash.
4: Nash is going to the Rangers. Nash here? Oh, They've sure. been
0: talking to him. They they want a little leadership with uh, all those young boys. So you guys can have them back. Well, actually,
3: here we they, go. they want to just show how to like how to like once you get in the playoffs, just lay down and play dead.
4: Or the Rangers don't have like a chance to get JT. He doesn't want to go there and rebuild with them, you know? Yeah. Who the fuck wants to go to the Rangers right now when they're rebuilding? No. No one has facial hair there.
1: Oh, Mark, he may want to retire
3: there.
0: So.
4: <laughs> he probably has a house in Long Island, so it will be nice and close.
3: I don't, I don't want to see Rick Nash back with the Rangers. God, I don't want to see that. Fuck.
4: If you live in New York City, like JT does, you know, his money will go twice as far as in any of those other cities. You know, especially like uh, San Jose or Tampa and it's so expensive to live there so even if you got paid a little less like you said or no income tax it's going to be be big changes especially like property and you know, if i property in New York is probably three yeah. times it I'm not other sure cities
1: Tampa can can uh you know ha- has room for a job they've got a pretty solid team already and it's almost like that might be an overload for you know, throwing him on there. There's diminishing returns. You can have too many good, good people. I mean, look at the fucking Rangers. There's your example. Having too many good guys on the team for one, you know, on the season and not doing anything. Producing. Producing.
0: Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't know. He might like San Jose. Who knows? I, I'll bet to farm that he stays right in, uh, Long Island, but back to that other, um, Buffalo Sabres, uh, Trade there with Pittsburgh. That GM of uh, Buffalo, he was in Pittsburgh uh, last year or two years ago, so he kind of knows those two boys, and I think that was behind the door, you know, a little handshake or something. Um, to me, it everything just worked out perfect. Not, no one got the advantage. Pittsburgh cleared up some cap space, and Buffalo got some guys that probably plug in on the second, third, fourth line and actually produce, that was, I guess it was kind of shocking to me because I thought Sherry did did pretty well uh, with Pittsburgh, but everyone's been saying that's because he was on Crosby's line. But I, I guess know. if any, I guess if you could put Rob on Crosby's line, you could probably get a goal. <laughs> no, but probably
1: not. I mean, it's not true that you could just I'm throw gonna,
0: gonna, gonna, a right.
1: out there and Crosby's going to make him gold. It's not true have
4: to be able to accept the pass and shoot and score still. So he oh, he's got thirty points. What's that? Can
0: we can we check on to see if Connor Sherry's from UMass? I think he IT, is yeah.
4: gonna IT guy and stuff. Well what about uh would they give up? Like a fourth round pick or something
2: like that? I
3: think it's a conditional fourth, yeah. Yeah like something could be like a third. Our... Could be a third. Yeah. Yeah it could be a third, yeah.
1: University of Massachusetts
0: Amherst.
3: Yeah, that's, that's two mass. That's two Mass. Do we know yeah. anybody
0: from there? Yeah. No, I don't know. I know. Uh, yeah. I saw Method Man there.
1: Yeah, that was.
0: Yeah.
1: I ate mushrooms there one
0: time. Did you? Ditto.
3: <laughs> Method Man cancer. So, <laughs> so after listen after Tavares rolls off the market, who's left? Who do we got?
4: Couple other Somebody,
3: who's going to be I guess yeah I think it would be so after I think after he goes who they got I mean uh, the Dallas Stars I think they have Seguin, right he's going to be a big namer. they're trying probably trying to re-sign him and then I think uh, trying to think who else is going to be there the Winnipeg Jets do they we have Stasny or something like that yeah they're Paul keep them. Them. yeah 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 and then uh, there's that that who's the guy for the Maple Leafs Bo uh, Bozak I think is who they've been talking about as a uh,
2: Tyler probably Bozai. like once
3: Tavares goes off the market, yeah, Tyler Bozak. Once, once, once uh, Tavares goes off the market, they're kind of rise to the top as the as the top free agents. And then uh, I think they were saying something about the Buffalo Sabers, Rob, that your you know your team there, the latest up team. in Buffalo. Yeah, the uh, Ryan O'Reilly or whatever they're going to probably listen to trade offers for him. I think is what they were saying. So
0: he's a good player. I like him.
3: Stasny plays for St. Louis, I think, right? Yeah, does
0: he? Yeah. Anyways, go ahead, Mike. did
4: we uh, did we talk about Hoffman getting dealt out of? Uh, I saw. Of that.
0: Like, <laughs> That's what funny. do you do with your?
4: Is it his girlfriend or his wife? Right? Like, it's his girlfriend.
1: girlfriend.
4: Yeah, like it's like you're fucking with my career here. I just right. got traded. because You're this dumb is. fucking ass. I mean, who who deals with that shit? If you're I'm, I'm an NHL guy, I can date any fucking girl I want.
0: Why am she I? keeping be a good date? fuck.
4: You know sure. what I mean? So uh, we, a good blowjob. Crazy shit. So, so they got her. They got him out of the locker room. So that's good. Carlson might stick around now. Who knows? But
0: where is he now? Was, is he in the CFL or?
4: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I, I, I don't, don't even know where, where. did he end up? He went from Iowa you know, to
4: Florida. Uh,
1: did he go to Phoenix? Florida, Tampa. He went Tampa, to Tampa. Tampa.
4: Not t- Panthers. 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 So you think the wives and the girlfriends are going to have a sit down with her and tell her to shut her fucking mouth? Or I don't know. Here. it's crazy. I would but, tell her. But uh, in Ottawa, I know Mark Stone is uh, up for his contract. Pretty good forward for them, and Cody Cece as well. Our, our boy Lars in Canton was filling me in on that. So those guys will be up looking to either make a move or stick it around in Ottawa. Lars Peterson? Lars Thompson, the old vasectomy guy. Oh. Everybody's got to go see him sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one, his daughter's date, uh, Mark Stone and Cody Cisa. We'll have to get him on the show. So, we
0: should get him on here.
4: Maybe we can start plugging uh, the old Lars Thompson vasectomy uh, crew in Canton. I'm sure he doesn't need need any more clients
0: at this point. <laughs> Should just go around and do door to door and just do every guy.
4: <laughs> so we uh, didn't talk much about the draft, but uh, we have. We'll get into uh, that next week. You want to do it next week?
0: <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. No, I'm but
4: we did have some. I don't know. They weren't really too surprising. Did you guys think most of them were kind yeah. of projected to go where they went? I mean, Brady. Hey, yeah, pretty much. Went. Brady went fourth, didn't he? Yes.
1: Yeah. I think the yeah. first. Three I thought he might. The third. first three were set in stone. Brady was kind of. Uh, the, I don't know if it was guaranteed or
4: not. But he's going with a send. So. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. You think he's going to be somebody that gets pushed up this year, or is he going back to BU?
3: I'm definitely on. a He's on a team. What's that, Derek? He's on a team. Ottawa Senators. I mean, he's on a team that. I mean, he definitely got an opportunity to play up there this year. You know what I mean? It's not—it's not like it's full of superstars or something like that. So, I mean, he's going to have an opportunity to to, to step in there and play this year, I think, anyways. But he's a at great least, player too. I mean, he's got an opportunity. At least the AHL, right? Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I think we might see him right up in the show. I mean, I think Ottawa needs some help. I mean, they've been struggling, um, you know, and he's—he's he's a big kid too, so. That's going to help him out getting into the league. He's not one of these smaller guys that's going to have to develop more and put on some more weight. He's going to have to put put on a little weight, but not someone like uh, Quinn Hughes. He's got to develop a little more. I don't think you're going to see him leave Michigan right away to go to Vancouver. I guess Zadina has been out in Detroit at their camp doing pretty well so far. Who knows what's going to happen there? Another team that's struggling. I mean, look at these teams in the, in the top seven Eight, even the, the Blackhawks, you know, they're struggling on defense. And, uh, you know, they might be bringing up Poquist. Who knows? It depends.
0: I see um, Detroit's been talking to the backup, Buffalo's backup goalie, Retner or something like that. You know, because we had Jimmy Howard on a few episodes ago. And when we were talking to him, they were in the process of looking for his backup for the year. So I heard he's been the backup for uh buffalo he's been out in detroit for some time
3: so maybe we'll see that yeah, there'll
4: be a lot of changes the rangers, in the next couple weeks
3: yeah the rangers went pretty heavy on that uh, i mean the first their first pick was uh what that kid's name vitaly kravatsov or something like that he's a he's a winger but probably uh you you liberals rob and pat probably think that had something to Collusion. do with donald trump or something but yeah so Definitely. but he uh he uh after after that they went heavy on the uh on defense and goalies, I think their last, like their, like four out of the five, like picks after that, I think were either defense or goal. Like they went goaltender, I think, in the second round, uh, but they went heavy on defense and goaltender. So
0: yeah, well, Lundqvist is
3: getting Rebuild. old. too.
0: So. Rebuild. Yep.
4: King's going to be moving on here shortly.
0: I think the Rangers. If you're a Rangers fan, don't expect much this year, but or maybe the next year. I think it's going to take. If they don't go trade happy, I bet you will take a year, year and a half before if they keep these young kids in there um, with new coach and everything. I think the Rangers have potential to be good in, like, two years. Two years, I bet you they'll be in the playoffs again.
3: Playoffs. Oh, yeah. Playoffs. Oh, yeah.
4: Interested to see if uh, Quinn tries to get some of his former BU guys on his team that are in the show. I, no, I, could see, done, I could see said done, but
0: like if he already get over there, huh? Yeah, I Never mean,
4: know. Uh,
0: McAvoy, I could see him trying to get McAvoy.
4: Yeah, we gotta get McAvoy on the Blue Line Hockey Club.
0: Yeah, we'll see, get him on here soon. Uncle Lardy too. he's up for the summer? We have to I'll get Uncle Larry to Give him a call. A log or two or two. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think he can afford a log or two
0: or two. I don't know. No. Massachusetts is like thirty-five dollars a can. For a can, it's like thirteen fifty, and I pay two thirty-nine. Yeah, red state. I I I can buy a whole log for the price of the one can. That's why you got a little import/exporter going on. <laughs> uh-huh. That's why you call you Uncle Lardy. I knew you well, moved there for a reason. That's right. I ship Lardy to all the boys. Wintergreen, mint. No,
1: wintergreen, <laughs> winter green.
0: That's, that's two different kinds. <laughs> oh, okay. Chewing mentals. So,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're uh, going to have some gear coming up here for the Blue Line Hockey Club, too. So, once we uh, get that launched to the site, you, get, you guys will be able to go on to bluelinehockeyclub.com, check out our new gear, hats, shirts, stuff like that. So, support us out there. Um, check us out on Stitcher too we've uh, been able to get on Stitcher Google Play and iTunes so a lot of different subscribe. avenues to, get yes. together.
1: Everyone's together, subscribe. we're a little slow to the show and we're just getting our shit together
4: so, get your uh,
0: wife uh, your girlfriend and your yeah. side piece to subscribe get all More side kids. pieces, for the better
4: <laughs> so you can you can still go down to blue line if you want to listen to uh, us from the site, but uh, if you subscribe, you'll get our updates every week. You come right to your phone, listen to it on the way to work, and when you're working out, all you work out addicts out there. So, fellas, another exciting episode. Well, it was a good one. Yep,
1: yep. So well, we got sure to next week. A for John. We're go gonna
4: over. get into uh, little free agency next week. We're gonna have some trades coming up. We'll see where John T goes. Uh, you know what else happens in the free agent world. Um uh, curious to see if the Rangers can make any deals, uh you know, regrouping so hopefully they can get somebody in this free agent frenzy. So
0: maybe a little you know, Charlie Mac- that? mcavoy Maybe a little Charlie McAvoy.
4: Yeah, i am getting MacAvoy on here. One of the uh maybe bogosian one of the Sabres defensemen, and keep That's it what rolling. So until next time, folks, keep listening to the Blue Lion Hockey Club, and keep your stick on the ice. See
0: ya. Yeah. No. No. no.